Hi everyone, welcome to GCC Rock and Review here uh, out in Glendale Community College. I'm a student in Music 121 History of Rock and Roll, the student of Mr. Wax, and I'm here uh, with my classmates. My name is Mine Kachaturian. Uh, I'm here with my friends and classmates, Isabel. Hi, this is Isabel. And we're gonna be talking about our favorite 80s songs. So I'll start with mine. So I would have to start with Sade as being one of my favorite 80s artists. So she, or the band includes kind of jazz elements in their songs. So one of the, one of my favorite songs by that band is called Smooth Operator. And it's off of the 1984 record called Diamond Life. And my other favorite 80s artist would have to be Prince, of course. And I really like the song Raspberry Beret. I think it's really catchy and fun and upbeat. And um, yeah. So Crystal, what's some of your favorite 80s? songs or bands those were really good um artists that you brought up uh i'm crystal and one of my favorite 80s artists is whitney houston um i really love her song i want to dance with somebody and i love how will i know just everything she sings beautiful and a lot of it is released in the 80s another one of my favorite bands um is actually queen and they have a lot of songs released in the 70s, but it's very important to note that they do have a few that are released in the 80s. In 1980, Another One Bites the Dust was released and Under Pressure, the collaboration with David Bowie, who is such a favorite. Um, and we're gonna swing it back to Mine uh, now. <laughs> So um, mine, just like Crystal's, one of my most favorite bands is Queen. Um, there's way too many songs to choose from. Um, I also love their slower songs like Who Wants to Live Forever? Um, or as Crystal mentioned, Under Pressure. Um, they have many beautiful songs and I've always been a big fan of them. Also, songs that are not way too famous, like Breakthrough or Life is Real, or even Cool Cat, um, again by the same band, are some of my most favorite songs that I will always listen to and never get tired of. Um, now I will pass my um, turn to my classmate, Shant. Hello, Mini. thank you. Those are excellent songs. Some of my favorite 80s artists and songs are AHA and their hit Take On Me that was included in the album Hunting High and Low in 1985. And another would be Hall and Oates' You Make My Dreams Come True in the album Voices. <laughs> and I'm going to pass along to Evan. What's up, I'm Evan. Um, this is gonna be a hard one, but I'll just say what I know. Um, the first one's from Slayer and their song Angel of Death. This is off their 1986 record, um, 
uh, Rain and Blood, produced by Rick Rubin, um, released through Def Jam Records from 1986. Another one of the big four in thrash metal, along with Metallica, Megadeth, and Anthrax. I actually have gotten the chance to see them live twice on their farewell tour, as unfortunately they retired last year. Last year? Oh, yeah, probably around November 30th, 2019. This is just last year. Man, it, today's the day, actually. Today's the first, first anniversary of the final Slayer show. I was there. It was amazing. But the lyrics are incredibly aggressive. It's in your face. The recording's not dry. They don't rely on reverb production all that much. The bass drums sound good. Dave Lombardo also really pioneered the, um, the extreme metal style of double kick drum playing. If you know anything about double bass playing, which I know uh, Mr. Walks has brought up before, but <clears throat> where it then pioneered death metal, thrash metal, later thrash metal, and like metalcore. If you know anything about double kicks, Dave Lombard is the guy to go to. Anyway, so that's my that's my go to for now. Uh, I don't want to out of time. So, Ceci, you are up next. Um, thank you. Okay. Um, hi, my name is Cece, and one of my favorite 80s artists is Billy Idol, and I really like his song, Rebel Yell. I think that the guitar solo that was played by Steve Stevens was really cool because he, I think he uses a ray gun guitar, which makes a really cool noise, and I also like Pet Shop Boys, and my favorite song from them is West End Girls. I will pass the mic to who did not go. I'm sorry. I think everyone went, but um, I noticed that a lot of people were talking about Queen being their favorite artist. And I'm curious to know, like, what about Queen um, do you like so much that makes that band your favorite artist or your favorite your favorite band for the 80s decade um my reason for um um queen being my favorite band from 1980s um i would probably say it's because of my huge obsession which started with the movie bohemian rhapsody uh i knew the band before that and i loved them but when I watched the movie with my brother, um, um, I got really curious and started uh, following them more, um, looking through their songs, their history, and learning about them. And every single detail, for some reason, really appealed to me, and I started really loving them. And after listening to their more famous songs, I started listening to their more the songs that are not way too famous. Um, and I remember being really curious how these songs are actually a little different from the songs that are very, very famous. Um, and the more I listened to them, the more I loved them. So I don't really see a big, big reason why I, they are my favorite band. It just, it, well, it started with an obsession and it's been two years and it's still going on. That's great. I, I also saw that movie and I I have heard of Queen before I um I watched that movie and then that movie also got me into listening to more Queen music and then having a greater appreciation for the band and 
I like how like music, uh, movies and like documentaries even can kind of influence your musical taste and introduce you to more more songs and really like evolve what your music taste is I think that's really interesting yeah actually I agree with the whole movie thing because I have to admit I loved Bohemian Rhapsody the movie but the actual song Bohemian Rhapsody has been one of my favorite songs since I don't know since I was really really little and for me what was so interesting about them there's so many things that that are like just crazy like First of all, you have the idea of a performer with Freddie Mercury, like wild, but also so like beautiful and sparkly and not afraid to just be crazy. And then you also have the musical element where they did something really special with combining classical music, because I'm sure a lot of musicians can agree that, you know, we start off learning music with classical music and that's not always seen as the coolest so you might not always be like super thrilled to be doing that but then when you listen to a song like Bohemian Rhapsody they use elements of classical music so to me that at least started to make it cool like that started making learning classical music cool if that makes any sense. I totally agree Crystal. Um, I think movies open many, many doors of opportunity for um, people who are searching for new music, new bands to listen to. And I love the idea as well. Yeah, Mina, uh, I also agree how movies and music can also influence your taste. It's funny because the very first song I heard from Queen was when I was very young. And actually their very first song that I heard was We Will Rock You from the Mighty Ducks. And, you know, I just kept on listening to Queen from there on. And bringing it back to Crystal's point about how Queen kind of used classical music in their like song production. I think that's interesting because I feel like when bands have like a sort of classical element to them, it also adds the theatrical element and I really appreciate music that's also kind of has like a theatrical element because when you go to their concerts, it's kind of watching like a performance and adds like a whole other thing to like the music listening experience. And like an artist that I think kind of has that theatrical element that I have to mention because she's also one of my favorite artists from the 80s is Kate Bush. And she's known for her song, Running Up That Hill. And um, she has, like, if you ever watch her her live performances on YouTube, it's very, like, she adds a lot of theater and dancing to her shows. And I think that kind of influenced other artists, like, of today, like, Beyonce or, I don't know, Miley Cyrus who dance and sing in their shows because she was kind of the first one to do all the dancing and like performative elements in her in her concerts. That takes skill. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. 
Um, there are many different um, artists and actually genres, some mixed with rock, uh, actually many mixed with rock and roll, uh, which are very amazing. And um, even since 1980s until um, these days, everyone still enjoys listening to them. Um, some songs are a little heavier. There are songs who that aren't too heavy. Um, there are bands who aren't way too heavy, like Lana Del Rey, which I really love. Also bands that are much heavier, like Slipknot that I love. And there's again, other bands in the middle, as I mentioned, like Queen, The Beatles, um, that are just amazing. And I think the idea of mixing rock and roll with other genres is absolutely beautiful. I agree. I think that if you are just too focused on one genre and don't kind of fuse different sounds together, it gets a little bit boring and it sounds redundant. So I agree with you, Mine. Some bands, though, have been able to push, keep going within their same lane. Like Slayers made the same album, but they always, they're all, their performances are always great, so I don't mind. So, I agree, This is an example. Or even like Sodom. They just actually came out with a record on my birthday. Um, <clears throat> and they've been making the same record for years. That kind of evil German thrash metal sound that's way more aggressive, way more uh, inspired by black metal. Like the first wave, like Venom or um, a Bathory, like bands like that. So... They've been do there are some exceptions I can have to that. Yeah, I definitely see what you mean. Yeah, I agree that like um, we all enjoy listening to occasionally the same thing, but it's always more important and more enjoyable for us to explore new other genres and options and new musicians that are up and coming. I totally agree because each musician um, each artist is very unique, even if they try to um, do the same things, it still will be a little different from everybody else, because each person has their own thoughts, has their own um, talent, and it's absolutely beautiful. I really, I really like it when um, musicians incorporate other styles of music into their work, because not only because it diversifies what they do, but I also feel like it gives attention and platforms to other music styles and instruments that may be used. Then it can go, I'll say this, then it can actually go against oh, their oops. audience and it can actually push everyone away. Oh, the really? Bands, there was a band called Discharge from the UK and they were originally like a crust punk and hardcore punk and D beat band. Uh, well, the Discharge beat, the... It's like a fast punk beat. Uh, around the mid 80s, they released a glam metal album and tried going to that direction. And everybody hated it. Everyone in their scene hated it to the point where members of like Bad Brains showed up. Yes, Bad Brains, you know, if, if you know DC Hardcore showed up at their shows when they were playing that record, booed them, threw ice at them, tomatoes. Like people hated that record. That's a band that broke up and came back and just did their old sound. Just kept doing that and rejected what they had tried to evolve into some bands fail at this 
Um, there's another band I can think of for those that might remember Deathcore, like Suicide Silence from the 2000s. If anyone remembers that band, if you remember Deathcore, not too long ago, they released a new metal album and everyone hated it. And then they went back to their old sound. So, you know, some bands, it, it, it could be the opposite effect. Oh, okay. Now that you made that point, I realized, I remember Billy Idol had, he released an album called Cyberpunk and a lot of people who I talked to that like Billy Idol, I just hate on that album. So that's true, uh, Cece though, but I, I actually agree with the first thing that you said. Sometimes collaborations can be really powerful because sometimes you're introducing them to a whole new audience who would have otherwise not been made aware, especially when you pull different artists from different decades. So we're talking about Billy Idol, right? And we talked about Miley Cyrus earlier. Did you know that in her last album, she has a song called Nightcrawling that features Billy Idol? So I think that's really cool because maybe this will introduce a new audience for both artists. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard it yet, but I know about it. These are very super cool. Points. Oh, thank you. Um, I think it highly depends on the audience as well. Um, it's amazing. And I hope that no band really goes um, through trying to um, change their way um, towards what they actually wanted to perform and being rejected. Uh, hopefully it was just a, you know, new, ex new experience trying a new experience for all the bands that were rejected in a situation like that. But it, my, it will probably highly depend on the genre of the music, the artist, maybe even how many um, fans do they have or where do they perform. Um, it's absolutely amazing how um, things can change in a blink of an eye, just as uh, Evan um, told us or mentioned. Um, the fans might even start throwing tomatoes at the band if they don't like the ship. We're just hating yeah. them in general. It's so scary. It can be really scary for the band. Actually, I just remember one other crazier example. Does anyone does anyone know Bad Religion? Because at, I think after their first record, they just tried doing progressive rock and synth pop, oh. and, yeah. and then afterwards, they, no one showed up. They did not tour off that record, and they just went back to doing like punk and melodic hardcore and punk and hardcore punk. So anyway, that's it for me. Yeah, I've I've heard of them. Yep, they have a good label too. Epitaph. Anyway, that's all right. That's Mine, do you want to do you want to close this out? Sure. Um, thank you, everyone, um, for participating. Uh, I I hope you, as listeners, enjoyed our podcast, GCC Rock in Review. We are looking forward to presenting our next podcast very soon. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you.